Welcome to Jess Williamson, the podcast where we build businesses for life. Welcome back to Jess Williamson, the podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. (laughs) I have my friend Tully Humphrey. She is the most multi-passionate entrepreneur and you know that's how I roll. So I wanted to get her on to talk you through how she manages her empire because she is the founder and designer of Tully Lou Activewear. She is the host of Curious Conversations podcast. She also is a tech girl over at Ucart and she creates financial education for other females in the crypto and finance and investing space. So today we're covering a ton. We're covering like her time management hacks, her epic fantasy land stories, which include a few little celebrities. And we talk through all of the mindset and the stress and anxiety that actually comes with managing and running multiple businesses at once, but also some epic mindset takeaways as always so that you can implement them into your business. Let's waste no time. Let's get straight into the episode. Hey, Tully, how are you? Hi, I'm good. I'm very excited to come onto your podcast. So thanks for having me. Yes. Uh, it's so, so good because we connected back in what 2020. Honestly, it feels like 20 years ago at this rate, but <laughs> we connected back in 2020 and I got to be on your podcast and I was like, you need to come on my podcast because I'm seeing you do doing so many epic things. Like we were just chatting about, you're now doing new projects and new businesses and all of this is happening. And I wanted to get you on because you are literally the epitome of like multi-passionate entrepreneur. Like you've got this epic personal brand, but you've also got your e-com brand, your active wear, and you've got all of these moving parts. So for those that don't know you, can you give us a little rundown on all of the things you're currently working on right now? (laughs) Okay. So I'll start with where I started. I started an activewear brand called Tully Lou. It's now 11 years old. So we kind of launched just as Sports Lux was taking off. So we hit the market at quite a good time. I now do that with my business partner. I originally started that by myself. I actually moving back, I quit school in year 10. And my only option when I was a young adult was either to be a beautician or a hairdresser. There wasn't really like, didn't really work for yourself. There was no, back then I'm now 35. So my only other option was to start a business. And I was shit scared because no one ever did it at that time, but I took the leap and I started Tally Lou. So I do that. I also have a podcast called Curious Conversations with um, with Sarah and Tully. And now we uh, work alongside Chemist Warehouse with that podcast. We have a tech company called Ucart, which has been around for a couple of years and they approached myself and Sarah to come on board uh, just for our e-commerce experience and just to help build the business. So that's a really, really cool business. It's basically a universal checkout and a saved item website. It's really cool. And then we also have a business called FIFI, which is females in finance. And essentially we launched that, I think it was like 2021 at the end of 2021 or end of 2022, no 2021. And basically that's educating females on building their wealth through like crypto and stock. So we joined with a company called Investified and we're kind of the sister, sister company to them. We found that there was a massive niche in the market about teaching women. It's all very male dominated. It's bloody intimidating. It's scary. And there was no, we found it was nothing that kind of not dumbed it down, but just femalized it kind of thing. So we do that as well. And then I'm obviously a brand ambassador and do influencing and stuff like that. So there's a whole lot of different things, but it's all t- 
ties in nicely. Yeah, I love all of that. And I mean, they all kind of relate, but they're all such different areas, right? You're like in the tech and finance space and then you're in the fashion space. And it's so awesome that you get to kind of have a little piece of everything. How do you juggle it all? Like on the daily, because rewind a few years, I was running five businesses at once, but it wasn't sustainable the way that I was doing it. And now I've kind of streamlined things. But what does it look like for you on the daily with your involvement in all of the pieces? Yeah, at the moment, like it's quite nice because we haven't ramped up the tech company as such. We're going out to investment investors at the moment. So, but now at the moment, I'm so lucky I have a business partner, which that definitely helps. If I was doing all these things by myself and I didn't really have help or assistance, I think I would burn out and completely crash. What I like to do is I like to allocate and time block certain days or certain hours of the day and allocate them to certain businesses. So for example, a Monday and Tuesday is always Tallyloo. Obviously being a e-commerce site, fashion site, we find that they're our busiest days from the weekend. You've got customers to deal with and you know all that kind of stuff. And then usually a Wednesday or a Friday is a podcast day. So it's that's recording a podcast or editing videos, editing all that kind of stuff. And then again, it changes all the time, but I just find allocating days and certain time blocks to each business helps so much. Otherwise, I'm very much like an A-type personality and I can be doing five things at once and then I lose track and then I'm not productive. So I find that is the best way. I love a good bit of time blocking. Like I'm the same. I could, my brain's like, oh, I know you're doing that, but like, how about let's do five other things right now at the same time? So yeah, like I love a bit of time blocking as well. Yeah. It's a good quality, like to be able to do things at a different time, like multitasking, but it's also a very bad quality if you work for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, that's so cool that you can have that intentional time in each and just be fully focused because yeah, spreading yourself thin, I find that it's like, cool, I'll give this 10% and that 10% of my energy in that 10% versus a hundred percent and just getting a ton more done in the same amount of time. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously with your time blocking, how do you decide like what is most important or where you want to spend most time? I mean, it depends on the day in the week. Obviously, like I, I know what's like urgent and what's not super urgent. So I'll just obviously look at my to-do list and look at what the emails are. And if something's popped up and it's like super urgent and just say, just say it was something to do with the podcast and it was super, super urgent, but it was my tally day. Obviously I'm going to do the super, super urgent thing. So I think it's like rating with your to-do list. It's kind of like rating and I don't do this, but in my head I do like rating what's the most important thing and then just doing that and sometimes it doesn't fall on those days that you're doing one business I think that's probably the best and also if it's something super super urgent 99% of the time someone's probably chasing me for the answer so I have to get it done yeah having that external pressure is sometimes that kick up the butt we need as like entrepreneurs in our own world exactly yeah I know you mentioned Sarah and obviously you guys are like epic business partners like partners ring in pretty much all of the things you're doing. And I think this is like a, such a hot topic because entrepreneurs, we can be a little crazy. We can have our like clear vision and like, it's hard to find someone either on the same level with the same level of dedication or like just as much crazy as we are. How do you find that relationship? And like, how does it work that you guys work so closely across everything? Okay. We get asked this question all the time and we have a really, really odd relationship. I don't know 
how it works. We're kind of like sisters. It's really weird. And anyone, whenever someone asks me this, I'm like, I don't know because everyone will always say to us, they're like, you and Tully have the most amazing relationship. Like you're so, I don't know what, I can't answer that. I don't know, but we just have this like sister, sister relationship. And I don't know anyone else. Like I don't know anyone who has a relationship like Sarah and I, and it just works. I've had a business before with someone else and it didn't go bad, but it's very hard to have a business partner. It's like, always, I don't know, I find trust is a massive thing. And I would trust Sarah with my passwords. Like that's how much we trust each other. It's this weird relationship and I don't know how it works. Um, Don't get me wrong. We do disagree a lot. We are very different, but we have been working together for so long now. And we're also done a lot of work on ourselves. Like Sarah sees a therapist twice a week. I've seen a therapist since I was like 13. I think we've done a lot of work on ourselves. We know how to communicate now. We never used to really know how to communicate properly. Sounds ridiculous but you know probably like three four years ago we did not know how to communicate and now we do it just I don't know it's just very I'm not going to say easy but it I don't know how it works but if someone does have a business partner and like I just think communication and how you communicate together and understanding how someone reacts like I've known Sarah so well that I know the way that she reacts she knows the way that I react it's like it just works but I think communication is definitely key in any business partner relationship yeah Yeah, I think it's similar to like any relationship, isn't it? Like if someone's not willing to grow with you or communicate or like be open to different ways of doing things, it's like going to be pretty damn hard. It's like hitting your head against a brick wall. So (laughs) that's awesome. Yeah, I think it's important. Like if one person's doing the work and the other one's not, it's not, you're not going to meet in the middle. So constantly doing work on ourselves helps so much. Yeah. And how do you kind of divide the task? Do you both have like specialties that you're like, cool, I do the vision and the creative and you do the practical. Yes, we do. So Sarah's very like numbers. I am not very numbers. I just get so overwhelmed. Sarah's very good at like numbers, logistics, and also like customer journeys on the end, on the back of our website. She's really, really great at that. So that's kind of her specialty. And also just like business operations. I am very creative. I've, you know, obviously I'm the creative director and started the brand and do a lot of the marketing and, you know, social media and stuff like that where Sarah probably makes sure the business is running, which is what I lacked in when I started the business and why she kind of came on board. I feel like there's a lot of people that probably can do both. And if you can, bloody amazing. But I think it's really important to stay in your own lane with what you're good at. And that's how we know what each other does. And in each business, we both have different roles. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's so, so true. I think whether or not it's a business partner or it's like a right-hand man or like someone that you hire... I think knowing what your strengths are is key. Honestly, that's how I emptied my life savings starting my first business. I was like, let me just spend all the money and creative ideas. And then I was like, oops. (laughs) So I learned that and I kind of had to get good at numbers. But now I have like a right-hand woman. She's like my OBM and she manages like the day-to-day. It just bores me or like I just don't make time for it. So I'm like, okay, you handle that. I'll throw you some fun ideas and we'll just see where we land. (laughs) So yeah, you have to you have to otherwise just it gets too overwhelming and I was at the point where I was going to quit 
Like I didn't want to stay doing Tellyloo and she kind of came to me and I was like, oh, actually your strengths are my weaknesses. So yeah, it's so important. And I think that comes back to what you said around like doing a lot of work on yourself, even just knowing yourself and knowing what your strengths are. Cause there's a lot of people that don't know what their strengths and weaknesses are. So even just having visibility around that, you can be like more in control of your business and a more streamlined CEO in every area, really. Yeah, absolutely. Just a better leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. What would you say is the most challenging part of doing it all? I mean, probably the stress and anxiety that sometimes comes up when you're doing everything and a lot. When I get very overwhelmed, I get my heart rate goes up. I feel sick. Like you start getting anxiety. So I would probably say the side effects of your health is probably the worst part, I would say. And I, I'm very aware of my body. I'm very aware when those things are happening. But sometimes when you're running a business, as much as it's easy to say, oh, make sure you rest and you know, make sure you do this. But when you're running businesses, sometimes like, you know, you might have back-to-back events or back-to-back meetings and stuff for like two weeks straight. It's like, there's actually no time to rest. So sometimes it can be super overwhelming and um, like anxious driven. I think that's probably the worst part. And running your business, it's not like you can just call up and be like, hey, I'm not coming to that meeting today. Sorry, you have to show up. So I find that's probably the hardest part, definitely. Yeah. Do you set boundaries around like your time or your energy or do you just say, look, this week is just way too crazy and like know that? Or do you feel like because there's like all these other stakeholders involved, it's like you've got to be at all of these things? Yes, I feel like I have to. When I do set boundaries though, when it comes to things that are not going to give me, this is not a meeting, but things that are not going to give me value. So just say I've been invited to a store event and I'm like, oh, I probably should go because that's great for my brand. And then I'm like, no, 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 I don't really, I've had a massive week. I don't need to be going to these things. It's not really going to give me value. I know what's going to happen. And I'm so grateful to get invited to these things. Don't get me wrong, but I know what's going to happen. I'm going to be dreading getting ready, getting there. I'll be there for like 10 minutes. And then I'm like, okay, I want to go now. And I'm like, that's not going to give me value. So I do set boundaries around work, things like that. But if it's meetings and stuff like that, I don't because I'm like, I have to show up. But I think setting boundaries around social life and things like that is so important when you're in like a busy period. Yeah. What do you feel like is the biggest source of the stress or anxiety? Is it just that you've burnt yourself out and like it's too many things? Or is it like, oh shit, I want to be doing all of these things because I find a lot of my anxiousness stems from, I want to do everything just because I'm so passionate about it. And then when I see that I'm not fitting everything in or like not taking as much action, I'm like, damn it, I should be doing that. Yeah. I probably like FOMO, definitely. Like I think that's probably one. Also, as much as I hate to admit this and I'm working on it, I think comparing yourself with other businesses and other business owners, and I blame social media for that. I think social media, and I will admit like comparing, I I still do it and I'm trying to work on not doing that. It's very easy to get caught up with, oh my God, that business did that. We should have been doing that. And she did that or she got booked for that job. Why didn't I? I'm not good enough. And I can catch myself now. Like I'm like, oh my God, what do you that's ridiculous. But sometimes when you're in that stressful, anxious state, sometimes it's hard to pick up. So I do think they're probably the two things is FOMO and comparing. And yeah. I think that's so relatable. And when you're in that stressed anxiousness, like your body's in fight or flight. So it's like, let me just identify all of the dangers to my well-being right now, including all of these people doing like big things I want to be doing or, you know, further along or whatever. So it's like an automatic response 
months that definitely takes work to like rewire because people are like, just don't compare or like, just don't look at social media. But I'm like, there's a deeper reason. Like our body's getting so many benefits from saying, Hey, look at what they're doing. Like, why aren't you doing that? Or why aren't you achieving as much? So yeah, I think that's a really, really powerful one. One one of the best reframes I always share with people around the comparison piece is like, we hear people saying like, Oh, you don't know how well they're truly doing. Like, you know, they might've been going for 10 years or whatever. And I actually disagree so hard with that because I'm like, what it's actually doing is saying they couldn't be doing that good or they can't be happy and successful. And it's almost like trying to bring them down so then we feel okay. But I actually like to reframe it as, okay, I can see that. It's just my subconscious saying, hey, we would like to be achieving that or having that opportunity too. That means it is possible for me too. Like it's a hard one though, because it definitely takes a muscle to build up. But it's just like you said, the more you build awareness around it, the more you can be like, cool, I know I'm doing this and it's okay. It's just my mind like telling me there's danger (laughs) when it's like, I'm actually safe and it's all good. So yeah, I think that's so, so relatable, especially when, and I think it's more prominent in business owners like you and me who are like, let me just do everything because we know we kind of can in a sense. So then when we see things where it's like, oh, why didn't I get that opportunity? It's like, I could handle that. I'm capable of that. It's even more a reflection on, okay, this is just showing me what I do desperately want or like really want to work towards. Yeah. So true. It's like setting new goals. It's like getting inspired. Yeah. It's so true, but definitely hard. Uh huh. Especially when your plate is so full, right? If you had all the time in the damn day, you'd be like, okay, I'm going to get this and make it happen. But it's the trade-off between, okay, I know I want to be doing that or like that would be a cool opportunity. I'll fit it in next week. (laughs) I'll work on that later. So I have one last question and something I talk about all the time is my concept of fantasy land. So it's basically just having the audacity to be like, I am not qualified or have any reason I should be going after this goal right now, but I'm going to do it damn well anyway. It's like a place where anything and every Everything is possible. Basically, like logic is out the window. <laughs> so I want to ask, because I know you've done some epic things on your journey. Like, what is the most wild fantasy land thing you've just made happen? You were like, I have no reason I should be doing this right now, but you did it and it happened anyway. <laughs> okay. I probably got a few, but I probably would say I'm like, I don't know how the hell I started a business at 23. Like, I have no freaking idea. I'm like, I still look back and I'm like, I had no idea about anything. How how did I run a business by myself for like three years? No clue. That's probably one. And then like the Gigi Hadid thing, we have got our leggings on like Gigi Hadid like back in the day. And now that's been like, I always pinch myself. I'm like, how did that happen? And as a kid, I always wanted to be a fashion designer. And I always would like sit in my house and like close my eyes and imagine I had my stuff on a runway. And then that happened in like 2000, I think it was 2016 or 18. I can't remember what year it was and we were one of the first activewear brands that showed at Sydney Fashion Week and I still have to pinch myself I'm like how the hell did that actually happen as a kid I dreamt of that and then becoming an activewear designer I never thought that would happen I'm like no way so that would probably be another thing so incredible I mean it's just evident in the fact that you were like visualizing it and I think that's the biggest key to a lot of things it's like I don't even need to know how this is gonna happen but it's like I'm visualizing it it's part of my future and we'll just figure this shit out on the way (laughs) yeah 
Absolutely. And that's like one of my like number one tips in business. And I don't know if anyone should take this advice, but I always do it. And like, if someone asks us, like we've got a project coming up that we're kind of in negotiation with for Telelu and they were like, okay, so do you think you can deliver these garments by this day? I'm like, yep, absolutely. hundred percent. And then once I get off the phone with them, I'll work out how the hell we're going to get them by that date. No idea how it's going to be done, but it will be done. So I'm kind of like sometimes fake it yeah, fake it like as you make it or whatever that saying is and just say yes, because we'll work out. I feel like business owners are just problem solvers. So once we get off the phone, we'll problem solve how we're going to actually get that done and it will happen. I, I'm going to tell everyone, take the advice. <laughs> like, take that advice. Cause honestly, that's how I've lived my life. I think we're very similar in that sense. Like I just said, yes, to like my biggest wholesale order ever in the beginning for an American brand. And they were like, can we please have 30K? And I was like, holy shit, I don't know how to do wholesale or tags. So I literally... But you'll work it out. (laughs) Yeah, I literally flew to China just to make sure they put the tags on the right side. I was like, you're not going to mess this up. Oh my God, I love that. Yeah, I love that. But that's a perfect example. And I've done that the whole way through my business. I'm like, you know what? Just say yes and we'll work out how to get it done. And every time it gets done properly and it gets done and I don't know how it happens, but just does. It does because you make it happen, right? And I think it's the same the other way as well. Like if someone approaches you, you can say yes. But also if you have an idea, just go and lock it in and then figure out how you're going to deliver on it. Like pitching for collabs or projects or whatever. It's like, you know what? I'm going to put my name forward. I'm going to say, here's this idea and then figure the stuff out. Absolutely. You've got nothing to lose like ever. Yeah. Just your sanity, maybe. (laughs) Well, that's true too. Yeah. That is very true. No, but you can make it happen and like it always works out. Yeah. Always. Always. That is actually one of our other sayings that Sarah and I like. We're like, whatever happens, it always, always works out. Like, you know, when you have one of those days in business and it's so stressful, a problem will happen or like one of our businesses, like a whole heap of of leggings will get sent to Australia and they're all faulty. Um, and there's no point like, yeah, okay, it's stressful and stuff like that, but just get them, work out how you can fix them or how you can send them back to your factory and get a refund. It's no you do feel stressed at that time, but there's always an outcome and it'll always be okay. Yeah. I love, we didn't even plan this, but this is literally, I did an episode like two weeks ago and I was like, just, there's always a way. Like even I got engaged recently and the ring was too big and all of the jewelers were like, nope, we can't resize it. Like the type of ring, like it's this really tiny one with like, so they were like, if we resize it, it just can't be possible. And I was like, my partner was getting so stressed. He was like, oh no, like, what am I going to do? And so I was like, no worries. There's a way like, and I just found a jeweler and I was like, you can make a way, like find a way to make it happen. And it worked out. So I think that's like the best tip as well, or that affirmation in a sense to reduce the stress. Cause the reality is business and entrepreneurship is not for the faint hearted. There's going to be stressful situations, but the best way to get through it is just like that mindset of it's always going to work out. And I actually think by telling yourself it's going to work out, you have more chance of finding opportunities or ways for it to work out. Cause if you tell yourself there's no solution, like it can't be done, or look, there's going to be a million people that tell you it can't be done. And if you take their word for it, then you just like close yourself off completely. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a power of the mind, power of the thoughts. It's like, 
it's so powerful. There's no point, you know, being on that low frequency of like, I can't, this is done. Life's done. I can't do this. It's like, no, no, no. Be positive. You'll be, you'll find a way. It's like, and I'm massive. And so Sarah, like within our business years, and especially over the last like three, two, probably two years, we're like, your thoughts are so powerful, like just in life, but especially in business. And when we started reframing our thoughts to that positive, things were like happening that had never happened before. And I was like, see, it's the power of the thought. The mind is literally creates our reality. That's why I love the concept of like fantasy land. Cause it's like, if you believe that anything and everything is possible and the crazier, the better, then chances are you're going to hit it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Oh, this has been so much gold and you've given so, so much. And I'm like, we are just on the same vibe. So this worked out so well. <laughs> we didn't even plan half of this, but this has been so valuable. Thank you for sharing your journey and everything. I am going to put the links to like all of your things in the show notes so people can have a good stalk but where's the best place that people can like connect with you probably instagram yeah i was gonna say tiktok but no not really instagram i probably enjoy tiktok more but definitely instagram because you can just jump into my dms too amazing well thanks for sharing all of your wisdom and your story and your journey with me today and i just know how valuable this is going to be for everyone else as well and kind of a huge permission slip like you don't have to choose one thing you don't have to stick to one niche we can do it all and like badass entrepreneurs we're taking over the world exactly we love that thank you so much for having me on thanks so much